Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 2 Samuel chapter 21 During the reign of David, there was a famine for three successive years. So David sought the face of the Lord. The Lord said, It is on account of Saul and his blood-stained house. It is because he put the Gibeonites to death. The king summoned the Gibeonites and spoke to them. Now the Gibeonites were not a part of Israel, but were survivors of the Amorites. The Israelites had sworn to spare them. But Saul, in his zeal for Israel and Judah, had tried to annihilate them. David asked the Gibeonites, What shall I do for you? How shall I make atonement so that you will bless the Lord's inheritance? The Gibeonites answered him, We have no right to demand silver or gold from Saul or his family, nor do we have the right to put anyone in Israel to death. Well, what do you want me to do for you? David asked. They answered the king, As for the man who destroyed us and plotted against us so that we have been decimated and have no place anywhere in Israel, let seven of his male descendants be given to us to be killed and their bodies exposed before the Lord at Gibeah of Saul, the Lord's chosen one. So the king said, I will give them to you. The king spared Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, because of the oath before the Lord between David and Jonathan, the son of Saul. But the king took Ormani and Mephibosheth, the two sons of Ahiah's daughter, Rizpah, whom she had borne to Saul together with the five sons of Saul's daughter, Merab, whom she had borne to Adriel, the son of Barzilli, the Meholathite. He handed them over to the Gibeonites, who killed them and exposed their bodies on a hill before the Lord. All seven of them fell together. They were put to death during the first days of the harvest, just as the barley harvest was beginning. Rizpah, the daughter of Ahiah, took sackcloth and spread it out for herself on a rock. From the beginning of the harvest until rain poured down from the heavens on the bodies, she did not let the birds touch them by day or the wild animals by night. When David was told what Ahiah's daughter Rizpah, Saul's concubine, had done, he went and took the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan from the citizens of Jabesh-Gilead. They had stolen their bodies from the public square at Bethshan, where the Philistines had hung them after they struck Saul down in Gilboa. David brought the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan from there, and the bones of those who had been killed and exposed were gathered up. They buried the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan in the tomb of Saul's father Kish at Zelah in Benjamin, and did everything the king commanded. After that, God answered prayer on behalf of the land. Once again, there was a battle between the Philistines and Israel. David went down with his men to fight against the Philistines, and he became exhausted. And Ish-Binab, one of the descendants of Repha, whose bronze spearhead weighed 300 shekels and who was armed with a new sword, said he would kill David. But Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, came to David's rescue. He struck the Philistine down and killed him. Then David's men swore to him, saying, Never again will you go out with us into battle, so that the lamp of Israel will not be extinguished. 
In the course of time, there was another battle, and the Philistines uh, came out to fight at Gob. At that time, Shebekiah, the Hushethite, killed Saph, one of the descendants of Rapha. In another battle with the Philistines at Gob, Elhanan, son of Jair, the Bethlehemite, killed the brother of Goliath, the Gittite, who had a spear with a shaft like a weaver's rod. In another battle, which took place at Gath, there was a huge man with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, twenty-four in all. He also was a descendant from Rapha. When he taunted Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shimea, David's brother, killed him. These four were descendants of Rapha in Gath, and they fell at the hands of David and his men. So this chapter is a, a recap of multiple battles um, against giants, Philistine giants, interestingly, and a strange story about um, the cause of a famine on Israel. So in the first verse, we read this, uh, this story. It says, during the reign of David, there was a famine. We don't know exactly when it was. Could have been early in David's reign or late, but Saul is already dead, apparently. So there was a famine for three years, and David asked the Lord, what's going on? And the Lord responded and said, this is judgment on account of Saul, and it's because he put the Gibeonites to death. Now, you may recall the Gibeonites. In the book of Joshua, a group came when the when the Jews first entered the promised land. They were eradicating all the local people around them. And so a nearby group called the Gibeonites heard um, that they weren't making treaties with anybody that lived close by. So they pretended to come from a great distance. And Joshua made a peace treaty with them that Israel had to honor. And so even though the Gibeonites deceived Joshua and pretended to be distant neighbors rather than near neighbors, they still got their peace treaty. Well, apparently Saul had broken this treaty and it resulted on the judgment of God coming on the whole nation, which uh, makes us wonder how these things affect us and our nation and other nations. But we'll pray about that later. So David goes to the Gibeonites and says, um, uh, the Lord told me that this is the problem. Saul killed too many Gibeonites. And so how can I make uh, amends and make atonement for this? And the Gibeonites said, well, we want seven of Saul's male descendants that we can execute and, uh, and the king, David, agreed to this. He said, I'll give you these seven descendants of Saul so you can execute them. And uh, he handed them over to the Gibeonites who killed them. And so all seven of them were, were executed as a result of Saul's sin against the Gibeonites. Now, this is a very interesting exchange, friends, because these uh, seven descendants were not directly responsible for what Saul had done. And yet... Uh, this cost them their lives. And not only that, the execution of these seven men somehow resulted in the judgment from the Lord and the famine being lifted. So very, very unusual exchange. Quick recap of multiple battles uh, ensue. Once again, we don't know over what period of time in David's life these occurred. But there was um, a battle early on and a giant came out that swore he was going to kill David, he was one of the descendants of Rapha from Gath, same area Goliath had come from. And Zeruiah, this very um, bold brother of Joab, came out to David's rescue and struck the, the Philistine giant down. And um, 
David was spared. And then another battle ensued with the Philistines. And at that time, a man named Shabikiah, um, a Hushathite, killed Saph, who was another descendant of Rapha. So once again, um, a bold Israelite killed a giant. In another battle, a man named Elhanan killed the brother of Goliath. And so this is um, uh, the giant, of course, that David killed early in his career in 1 Samuel chapter 17. In another battle, there was a huge man with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot. That's interesting um, uh, detailing, 24 fingers and toes. He was also descended from Rapha, and uh, when he taunted Israel, David's nephew, Jonathan, went out and killed him. And it goes on to say these four were descended from Rapha and Gath. So all of these um, Philistine giants were from the same location Goliath was from. Now, I want to go back and pray about this um, strange famine and judgment and this solution. And so, Lord, this judgment that brought famine for three successive years was the result of a broken covenant, a broken treaty. Lord, um, our nation has broken many treaties. I think of the treaties with the Native Americans, among others. Lord, have mercy on us. Forgive us. Don't um, bring judgment for us being treaty breakers and truce breakers. Lord, let us be uh, faithful to these uh, treaties and truces we've made. Lord, where restitution needs to be made, give us the grace to make it, Lord, short of the loss of life. We recognize this chapter, Lord, as some kind of debt that was charged in the Spirit. Lord, forgive us our debts. Remove our trespasses from us, Lord, and help us to remove the trespasses of others that uh, we trespass against them. Forgive us for those things. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.